fixation, but we're here for a real education. Welcome to A Real Education. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, movie mad scientist, Melissa Kersher. Sweet! Yeah. And uh, we have back with us, rejoining us, our movie, uh, we're going to call her um, Experiment. <laughs> I'm Allison, an experiment. you're an experiment. Allison <laughs> Anderson, welcome back, Allison. Thank you. It's good to be back. Good to have you. So the movie we're watching is Frankenstein. Mm. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. And we we brought you back specifically because you watched Young Frankenstein with I us. I did watch Young Frankenstein with you. So now you have to tell us what you know about the film Frankenstein. Well, I don't. <laughs> I I know about. I I've read the book. I read okay. the original mm-hmm. Mary Shelley book, um, but I have never seen the movie. And so I really, at this point, know more of the tropes which have been twisted and added onto and all that stuff than I do about the actual original film. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of looking forward to seeing it because I'm. <laughs> it, it's been many moons since I've read the book. So I'm kind of curious to go back to the original. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and mm-hmm. this, this is. Um, I've, I think uh, when we talk original and the book. You may uh, not find as much similarity as you think. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. I'll keep my expectations low. If I if I recall, there's very little that happens on an ice flow. Just saying. okay. Ice flow. This is ice flow light. Okay. Yeah. As okay. It were. I mean, part sure. of, part of that's because it's 1931 when this yes. this movie came out, which is about one or two years into the sound era of Hollywood. Sure. Right. We got to give. They them, didn't even yeah. have ice then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we yeah. got to give them some allowance for effects. Yeah. It was it was before <laughs> the invention of ice. Yes. Thank yeah. you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people didn't even have, have refrigerators in their homes yet. I, well, that's true. I, I well, guess they probably did. But anyway, that's coolers. not the point. The point is coolers. The point is that uh, ice that boxes. It uh, was like many movies inspired by mm. an original source material. This is one rather of rather than a faithful adaptation of. Mm-hmm. This is one of what one might consider the four classic Universal monster movies. Correct. Along with the Mummy, the Wolf Man, and Dracula. Mm. Um, although uh, there may al- there's almost five classics because Bride of Frankenstein is yeah. kind of there. There are a whole lot of sequels to those movies, but sure. really those five are kind of the iconic. Um, and and there's also the Invisible Man, and there were a couple of other things. Yeah, but nobody's ever there, seen but... that one. So oh, hey 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 hey, Claude ah, ah, ah. Rains, man. That I see was what you did man there. Joke? Are you not I even know. paying attention? <laughs> Tim, <laughs> I had an, I tried to have a nap before I came over here, but it didn't work because there were dogs jumping on me. Tim, Look, I'm tired. You have three dogs. That is not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're like, oh, feel sorry for me because I wanted dogs. No, I don't. You have dogs. <laughs> I've never asked anybody to feel sorry for me because I have cats. I'm I'm trying to remember if you have. Hold on, hold on. I've lo- I've thinking. known you for a long time. Mm. I'll have to think about that one. No, I mean I've talked about when they're annoying and then acknowledged that mm-hmm. it's my own damn fault because I've got cats. <laughs> I mean that's just what. So anyway, back to little furry back assholes. to Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Speaking speaking of unwanted pets. No wait. Uh, <laughs> I'm, talk, I'm talking here about Igor. Anyway, um, oh, I was 
I was going to go for a Dracula's dog joke. Oh, you know, Dracula's I, I like dog. yours better. <laughs> so Zoltan, Dracula's dog, whatever the hell that was. That's a terrible. So thing. anyway, this is uh, kind of one of the iconic sort of tentpole movies in the horror genre mm-hmm. and in the in the speculative fiction genre, sort of at all. Yeah, and there have been lots of redos. The Appearance of the monster in this film pretty much defines how the monster is going to look forever, forever and yeah. ever, <laughs> forever. Yes, and it's to the point that when when other when other Frankenstein movies have come along with a different looking Frankenstein's monster, people are like, that that doesn't they reject doesn't it. Look. Yeah, where's the flat head? Where's the flat head? <laughs> where, where, where are the, the bolts? Where are the bolts? The bolts? I don't understand. It just doesn't work for me. So. Instead, it's it's better if we all go watch this movie. I don't want to spoil too much. You have read the original Mary Shelley, which is not without its merits in understanding the story. Mm-hmm. Sure, but uh, they did take, uh, we'll say, liberties. Yes. So, all right. Why don't we go find out what liberties those are, and then return to talk about them? Okay, we'll be good. back. <laughs> You're mean one, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> Sorry. And we are back. <laughs> what just happened there? I don't even know. And we are back. Many, many torches have been lit. Many children have been thrown into ponds. Well, well really one. Just one. 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 Yeah. But it was, yeah. it was tragic. She didn't it was like enough. It. Yeah. And, uh, and did you say watched... she didn't like it? I did say that. I didn't say she a... didn't like it. She I bet she didn't. For it. Yeah. It wasn't a positive like, experience. Didn't did not seem like... like she was in. Well, I mean, she was in the pond. But she, wasn't... she wasn't on board with the plan. <laughs> Anyway, we have watched, we've watched Frankenstein, and we have to, of course, ask Allison. Allison, what did you think of Frankenstein? I, I actually did like it. Um, I was kind of impressed with it for a 1931 film, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, there were obviously moments where you're like, yep, that's 1931 right there, you know, mm-hmm. with, with edit cuts and things like that. But I'm going to actually... keep you safe by locking you in your room. <laughs> Which never works. It never works. File that away, people. Never works. Um, yeah. I'll never write that into anything I ever write. <laughs> oh yes, Unless you it's will. In a totally ironic way. Yeah, yeah. For <laughs> yeah. comedy, yeah. for comedy value, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, it was. It was actually. It was very well done. I'm. Mm-hmm. You know, I. I am a little. I would have liked to have seen what they would have done with it if had they'd been able to follow the book more closely. But that would have been asking a lot for the time. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> yeah. Special effects and just movie length, you know, movies weren't three hours long then, usually. You yeah. know? I mean, wasn't like Gone with the Wind the first movie that was really long? No. no Wings was were... super long. Wings so was, was so like was Birth of a Nation, which oh, well, no. we're eventually going <laughs> to probably have to watch. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I don't think Melissa is very enthusiastic uh, about that. I know. I have to watch it someday, but I don't yeah. want to. Okay. Birth that's, of a racist. Can, anyway, can we just watch okay. Intolerance instead oh. and just like call that checkbox check? The apology. Anyway. The apology. Um, yeah. Back to. Yeah. Okay. So my perception of, of movie lengths at the time, I was a little off, but um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was still going to be in terms of budget and everything and special effects and all that beyond them. Um, but I thought it was well done for what mm-hmm. they did. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and of yeah, course, the book doesn't even tell you how Frankenstein does it. No. He, he refuses to divulge that information. Right. Yes. So all that we know about the monster having been created through electricity is basically from this film. Well, so much of the popular knowledge of Frankenstein is this movie specifically. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking about the makeup uh, created by Jack P. Jack B. Pierce? Jack P. Pierce? I can't remember. You're looking at me like I know. I, uh, Jack it's Pierce. Not my job. Jack Pierce. Okay. Uh, yes, he uh, has a middle initial to be named later. N- yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> but anyway, he 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 designed the uh, makeup for hundreds of movies, particularly for Universal and mm-hmm. particularly for this era. And all of that design, that was purely him. Um, the, the concept that the monster is green came from him because he was using green makeup to make, to make uh, the skin tone of the monster be very, very pale on black and white, mm-hmm. on you know, and be different from the human skin tones, and uh, you know, beyond that, all the the electrical equipment and the 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 monster. <laughs> Which we remember from Young Frankenstein, of course, because it had, it's the exact same equipment <laughs> exact that they found equipment. in 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 a garage. It's the real stuff from this movie. That's, uh, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So much of that is all here. It comes mm-hmm. from this. So, yeah. 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 I don't want to spend too much time talking about a different movie, but since we did watch Young Frankenstein with Allison, you'll you, it just quickly note how much of this film is in is, Young Frankenstein. Is, is, yes. Is in Young Frankenstein. Just just like the moment at the medical school mm-hmm. with with Young Frankenstein at the beginning of the movie, and then you get the little medical school bit here in this one, and the whole abnormal brain thing. Abnormal. Yes. <laughs> you think it's like comedy, and it's like, no. No, it's all there. <laughs> it's, yeah. You thought you, you figure, oh, they must have just added that to be like silly compared to however they get the brain and the yeah. original. Nope. No, no. Nope. Yeah, you know, watching them in the order that I did with the watching the, you know, 1974 comedy and then the 1931 original, you know, it, it, there were moments that I wasn't supposed to find funny that I found very funny <laughs> <laughs> because it was all set up for me by the comedy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. And it's uh, true. The, it, but the, the guy in front of the curtain at the beginning, everything. It's, it's all there. there. It's, it's all there. All there. <laughs> um, this movie, I think, does a, a, does a good job. And, and Bella, you have to give Boris Karloff a lot of credit mm. for oh, yeah. creating uh, sympathy for his character. Yeah. Lot of who sympathy. has no speaking lines whatsoever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and who you know kills a little girl. It's an accident. Sure. I mean, it's kind well, of. I mean, he didn't understand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, the flower petals float. Does the girl float? I guess not. apparently not. And, apparently and not. now he has discovered that in scientific fashion. Yes. So, so the next little <laughs> yes. girl, he's not going to throw into the right. water because, because he knows it won't now. work. Yeah. yeah, and he. You know, he kills Fritz, not Igor or Igor. Yeah. It's Fritz. Igor. He kills Fritz because Fritz is a little douchebag. Yeah. Yeah, Fritz has been Uh, tormenting him and mm -hmm. and basically torturing him because he's chained and can't defend himself. Yeah. And then he kills Dr. (laughs) What's-His-Who's. Who's about to dissect him alive. Who's about to dissect him alive. The dude dude's not even going to kill him first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's problematic. That's very, that's very. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. When, when you think about the the monster's actions, mm-hmm. they they are not horrible. No, I mean he attacks Frankenstein's bride to be mm-hmm. for reasons that are in the book more explained as the monster getting revenge on Frankenstein for sure. being mm-hmm. awful. Mm-hmm. And in in this movie, it seems more like 
I, she's I guess there. that was the the window that was open, and yeah. the idiots locked her in her room so she couldn't <laughs> run away. Yeah. Again, um, PSA. Do not lock someone in their room for their own safety. It does not work. It's Especially not, not on the wedding night. That just it <laughs> oh, seems no. like a recipe for no. for <laughs> very bad things. It seems strange that that relationship worked out later. I, I, <laughs> yeah. It does. There are so many red flags. <laughs> Take this woman and go. Run. Run for your life. <laughs> he's raising the dead. Yeah. He's locked he's, you in a room. He's identifying himself as God. Yeah. Yeah, that's problematic. Well, well, at least he knows how God feels. Yes, uh, yes. But uh, there's there's absolutely no question that he's got a God complex. I mean, he said it out loud. Right, yeah, many times. And and he he knows (laughs) that he can create life from dead tissue. It's it's like, you know that that sometime after the wedding, after he's enjoyed his wedded bliss for a little while, it's going to come back to him. Oh, yeah. If I just had a brain that wasn't abnormal. Sure. This it would all be would flawless. Have out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything would be fine. All Spoilers, I need, Tim. All I need is a is a normal brain. And everything would be perfect. And and you just know that that's what's gonna happen. But I don't know. She's 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 Twitter pated. She, yeah. she just can't see what's right. The, the, yeah. That well, not only Colin Clive is kinda hot. Well, he is kind of hot. Yeah, you know. He is kind of hot. But, but you nice, can't nice see. voice, too, you know. Yeah, very, very English. Well, it's alive! Yeah. I, and I was reading through the IMDb things, yeah. and, it looks, and it looks like uh, the actress playing Elizabeth had quite oh, the crush on him. Oh, Colin goodness, Clark. yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> quite a substantial I, crush on him. Yeah, she was in Waterloo Bridge with him as well, which uh. was before this. And yeah, she, she was totally Twitter-pated with him. <laughs> oh, goodness, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know he—he's he, cute. I get that, but, <laughs> but sometimes locks, we need more you, than good looks. Locks you in your room for your own safety is a tick against him. I mean, you know, I, when I'm gonna say yes to when that. You're putting mm-hmm. weights on one side of the scale and weights on the other mm-hmm, side of the scale, mm-hmm. locking you in your room for your own safety. Also, also raising the dead. Raising sure, the dead. I feel raising like that dead. would be a really big raising way the to dead. Repeatedly raising the referring to yourself as God or godlike. Sure, that's mm-hmm. that's a also, that's you're, big. You're out, you're out with a bunch of uh, torch bearing villagers. No pitchforks, but they do have torches. They do have torches, and and uh, they have dogs. And you have an idea which direction to go, mm-hmm. and they go a different direction. And instead of like making sure they come with you, you just go eh. Whatever. <laughs> it'll be I'm gonna, fine. I'm going to just climb this mountain and, you know, it'll be, I'll get, it'll be fine. Maybe he just figured there was a better view from up there. If, right. I, if I, I can survey the land at night. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of torches. Well, With a yeah. torch. Okay. And those are the big red flags. But I want to go back to, like, at the moment, there's, there's little ones, too. Oh, yeah. I want to go back to, like, when they when she, uh, when Elizabeth and um, Victor and uh, the doctor went to the tower the first time. And it's pouring rain and it's storming, obviously, because it's yeah. the night where the, the monster is created. Yeah. And he doesn't even want to let him in. He's like, no, get away. And Okay, your fiance is getting drenched in a horrific storm. Mm-hmm. Let her in the door. The worst yeah. of the storm is here in 15 minutes. Yeah, I mean, Put her in a different room to say, honey, uh, I I'm got working. something to do. I'll be back to you in 20 minutes. I'll be back in, in 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah, I'll be here, fine. Here, here, have some of grandpa's wine. It'll yes. be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, It'll but so fine. there are big red flags and even little red flags. This was not a person you should be marrying. This is and, not a relationship and, that I feel is going to go well. And he no. has a henchman. He does. Never date a man who has a henchman. <laughs> right. 
Just don't. Especially not named Fritz. Fritz. <laughs> maybe, maybe Igor. Maybe. 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 On a good day. If not, you're not comedy. Igor, but Igor. Igor. <laughs> Make Igor. sure you're in a comedy first, though. Yeah. That, <laughs> Otherwise, that's also not going to end well. Important. <laughs> yeah. Know yeah, the really... genre of the film you're in. Yes. And, <laughs> and I think that, it, is, it is interesting to know that this film is not a horror film because there was no such thing as horror films yet. Yeah, it predated... Things being called horror films by about three years. Mm. Even though you've got the jet. And I love that there's the dude that comes out (laughs) in front of the curtain and goes, by the way, you might be horrified. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, this might indeed. The ladies might faint in the aisle. (laughs) Yes. Hand me my smelling salts while I clutch my pearls. <laughs> well, the thing is, the, to be honest, the the um, barometer for that was very, yeah. very different back then. True. The the woman playing uh, that that thankless role of soul woman in the movie, uh, uh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> May Clark. Clark? Clark. Yeah, May Clark. Um, she was very, very worried she'd be too terrified mm-hmm. of Boris Karloff when he'd show up in his makeup to attack her in that bedroom. Yeah. And Boris Karloff, who is this wonderful English gentleman and very, sure. very kind and very well-spoken, would was saying, well... My hand that's away from the camera, I'll wiggle my pinky finger, and then you'll know it's actually me under the makeup. And <laughs> that's so don't so worry. Sweet. Yeah. That is, so he was so that is so sweet. That is so sweet. Boris Karloff sounds like he must have been one of the nicest men anywhere. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, like the little girl who he th- throws into a lake. Sure. Um, they were also very concerned that the little girl would be freaked out by the sure. makeup. But apparently this little six-year-old kid just like ran up to him before they went out to the location. And she's like, yay! And, and <laughs> asks to ride in the car with him to the lake location. Be my friend! And he was like, oh, yes, of course, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then they, and they rode. And Kids they, are yeah. so much tougher and more interesting oh, yeah. than they, we give them credit for. <laughs> oh, and, and since we're on the subject of her, they had oh, to yeah. throw her in the lake at like three times. And to convince her to keep being thrown in the lake, she had maybe two swimming lessons. So it oh. wasn't going great. But to convince this little girl to keep doing it... Um, James Whale, the director, asked her what she would like mm-hmm. as a bribe, basically. And she said, I want a dozen hard-boiled eggs. Girl likes her protein. Her yeah, she, she <laughs> liked her hard-boiled eggs. And so he gave her two dozen wow. hard-boiled eggs. So I feel like this kid... was that good. This kid was training to be Cool Hand Luke, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it, but this is what I want. Yeah, but I want eggs, <laughs> damn it. And I want lots of them. <laughs> yes. And, and he, went, he went overboard for that. That's great. Girl really liked yeah. her protein, feel, though. That's you know, yeah. We should probably talk about James Whale a little bit. We should. Mm. We should. The uh, director of the film... Mm. Yes, James Whale was named after a cetacean. Yes. What? Anyway, <laughs> he was a whales the- are cetaceans. He, cetaceans. Oh, okay. Yeah. C- I, yeah. I was for some reason I was hearing citation in my oh, head, and I was like, yeah. "That's not right." I, I, I had to really <laughs> kind of parse that one first. But yeah, he was a stage director, and he had actually worked with uh, Colin Clive before. Before. Uh, Coming on to the that being f- the actual to... Frankenstein, not the monster. Yeah, the, yes. the Doctor Frankenstein. Doctor Frankenstein. And, but he he directed for the stage, and then he came to Hollywood and started directing in uh, the silent era, and was mostly doing like war movies. And um, the owner of Universal, uh, Carl Amala, 
um, walked up to and said, um, I have this list of like 30 movies that we want to make. You can just like pick one you want to make. And Frankenstein is what he picked. And at this point in history, this is 1931, uh, Dracula had come out February 14th. Valentine's Day, nineteen thirty-one. Because it's a romantic movie. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> well, you know, you got a got a guy with a sexy accent. You know, something for the ladies. <laughs> and uh, it made. I never drink wine. <laughs> and sexy bitey time. <laughs> sexy. Well, you know, sometimes you want a good hickey. Anyway, uh, it made money hand over fist. And right. so Universal's saying, we want more of that. And so Frankenstein, yes. And so James Whale signed on for Frankenstein. And um, that was pretty much the start of his career. Uh, uh-huh. That re- Like, this was like the biggest thing he ever made up to that point. And from here on in, he was known for his horror movies and he made like four very notable horror movies for Universal, uh, including The Invisible Man, The Old Dark House, and Bride of Frankenstein. Mm. He also did some other crazy stuff. Like he's the director of Showboat. Showboat. That's um Okay. That's a musical. That's a musical. <laughs> that is a musical. <laughs> that, uh, it's kind of a it's horror a movie. It's different but... from Frankenstein is what you're telling us. I mean it's it, <laughs> yes, it's it's a horror movie in my eyes because it's a terrible play. I'm sorry. Um, no, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> It yeah, it's kind of terrible. And, but anyway, that, he, yeah, that's not James Whale's fault. Maybe they'll be watching that on Real Education, the musical. <laughs> Wendy hates that. Yeah. Sounds that, like a perfect yeah. reason to watch it. Oh boy. <laughs> anyway, uh, James Whale, especially when you watch like Dracula and Frankenstein back to back. Dracula was directed by Todd Browning, who I really don't like a whole lot as a director. He's very static. He's very yeah. well, like cut and dried. And, and we James Whale. Dracula we watched Dracula. Quite a while ago. And I mean I think the the thing that you think about when you watch Dracula is um Bella Lugosi is just amazing. Yeah. In Dracula. Mm. He's just magnetic. The rest okay. of the movie is kind of like eh Okay. Yeah, eh. yeah. It's like eh, so eh. bland. As sure. opposed to Frankenstein, which just visually, there's so many yeah. really interesting shots. Like at the end of the film, when you've got that windmill, oh, you've got yeah. the shot of Frankenstein, the monster looking at each other mm-hmm. through that that gear mechanism. Yeah, uh, which is just like you're kind of like, oh, that's yeah. a really interesting. That is an interesting decision. Show. Yeah. To 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 do there, mm-hmm. um, and, that that a lot of directors wouldn't have done. And J- yeah, James Whale was great at atmosphere and great at camera movement. I mean, th- this is 1931. It's hard to move a camera. Cameras sure. were huge. There's, a, there's that tracking shot where the village is yes. the father's carrying his daughter, or, and he's oh, walking past all that. these people mm-hmm. dancing and stuff, and and they're they're stopping and and they're looking and they're regarding yes. what's going on. They're noticing, and it's at different rates. So. Y- and that's partially directing, partially acting. And it's just really impressive as you're watching it. And there are like some characters that immediately notice this dude carrying a dead seven-year-old and other people that are like still celebrating and then kind of noticing that everybody else is noticing. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and, and while you can still kind of go, well, when they got to the, to the Burgermeister's office, how is it everybody knew what happened? But never mind that for a second. Yeah. Never mind that mm-hmm. for a second. Just think about that shot, which again, yeah, I didn't for think the, about for how the time period. Yeah. It's just like I was watching that going, 
Dang. Or, or even the there's the scene near the end where uh, uh, the bride is is freaking out and she's like, I feel something bad's going to happen because of course it is. Of course, and yeah. and she's walking through different rooms, mm-hmm. and the the camera follows her cutting through walls and following the action of the actors huh. going just through the rooms, not after her, but like outside the set, and wow. it's like that is a really bold move for that point in time. Yeah, you I know, mean, I didn't even think of that because I'm so used to, you know, tracking shots and everything being yeah. just part of the, you know, the way we do yeah, things. Yeah, they're so, they're so rare in this era and before. I mean, it, it, James Whale didn't invent them. No. But, uh, you know, you see them in in silent movies too, especially like director Fritz Lang loved moving the camera Check around. And D.W. Griffith did. And Griffith that, that's did. That's why. Because he had. Birth of a Nation. Money. Anyway, anyway but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, money helps. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, James Whale. Um, also, he just kind of had an interesting take. He didn't look down on horror as uh, it's just horror. You know, he took all this it's stuff just seriously. A monster movie. It's just a monster movie. But he had this sympathy for his characters, and it just mm-hmm. all worked. And he 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 really liked his cast. I mean, one of the things that you kind of see in um, um, James Whale movies is um, you were noting that the cast list comes up first. Yes. Which was the, the, the way it was. The the day. Yeah, the, the, mm-hmm. the way it was done sure. at the time. And interestingly enough, the monster is credited as question mark at the opening. And no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> well, nobody knew who Cor- Boris Karloff was then. Right, yeah. They just went... Wasn't this his first film? No. No. Uh, I mean, he was 44 at the time. Yeah. yeah. He'd been in other films mostly as like a, a sort of faceless or hard to... Hard yeah, to... He, he was kind of a nobody, but he was working in movies. There was, okay. a, there was, a, there was a horror movie that Melissa and I had both seen at a, at a film festival um, I'm trying to remember the name of it now because he played – it was is the worst yellow face. Oh, you're thinking oh, of Mask no. of Fu Manchu. Mask of Fu Manchu. That was later. Yes. Oh, was that after? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought that was Yeah, because that was him and Myrna Loy. And, yeah. yeah. Anyway, there was the, – yeah. So he, he did – but the, I mean, that was a in kind of a role – the kind of role or smaller roles even that he had at yeah. the time. He was so – he was so uh, – Unknown, yeah. yeah. Even though he'd been in films, he wasn't invited to the premiere. Yeah, yeah. He was just <laughs> he was, nobody. Okay, that's not right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, going. He was known after. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh he was. Yeah. I mean, he was an instant hit after yeah. this movie. But you know, just to cap what I originally started saying was, you, you see the cast list at the beginning, and then at the end of the movie, you see the cast list again with the the label "a uh, good cast" is worth repeating or whatever uh, it is. Yeah. yeah a, a good right. cast a good cast bears, bears repeating. repeating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which nice. is which is kinda cool because um there there's a movie about James Whale called God and Mon- Gods and Monsters, which yep. was um was it early two thousands? I think it was early two thousands yes. or very late nineties. Yeah, starring Ian McKellen as James Whale and um Brendan Fraser as his, his groundskeeper, or groundskeeper, like that. pool boy friend, pool boy. But uh, James Whale was one of the very few guys who was living as an out gay man in Hollywood for a long, long time. Ah, and um, he not easy at that time. Not very difficult. not easy. And eventually, he did uh, commit suicide by drowning himself in his own pool at age. Uh, sixty-seven in Tragic the nineteen fifties. Thank goodness, I was worried. We oh, we've got a few of them actually. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Gods and Monsters is an 
excellent. A very good film. Movie. I was uh, Ian McKellen was nominated for an Oscar, I believe. Yes, Brendan Fraser was as well. I believe so too. The film might have even been nominated for Best Picture. I think it was. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, it's really good. We'll get to that. It's, yeah. it's a film we're going to get to. Yeah, we're going to get to that film. I need okay. to watch that movie. Again. Bringing it up. Um, it's and it's basically about the kind of recalling the the making of Bride of Frankenstein, if I remember right. Right. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Anyway, uh, Ian McKellen's a very good James Whale. <laughs> I seem to remember it being really big about... I've never seen it, but I've, I remember the, them talking about the title a lot during some Oscars season at some point. So. Mm-hmm. That's probably true. Yeah. yeah. It, oh, yeah. Was, I remember hearing the title. It had a lot yeah. of nominations. I don't think it had any wins, but it had mm-hmm. a lot of nominations. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. We were talking about Boris Karloff a little yes. bit. So we can continue on Boris that. Karloff. Boris Karloff, whose actual name was William Henry Pratt... Uh, he, I'm sorry, he should have stayed William Pratt. William Henry <laughs> Pratt. He was the the son of, oh, I wrote this down. Where is it? Um, he was the son of the uh, Deputy Commissioner for Customs Salt and Opium of the India Salt and Revenue Service. He was oh. part Indian. All right, then. He was part Indian, um, uh, I believe, on his father's side. So, yeah, he was from colonial uh, Britain and lived in India. Uh, for part of it, if I remember right. But um, he was uh, originally supposed to be in a d- diplomatic career. He went to college for that and then just, you know, decided to join the stage and mm. emigrated to Canada and joined a touring stage company and, and started in theater. As one does. As one does. And then eventually he wound up in uh, L.A. and uh, was... Uh, being a truck driver in LA to make some extra cash. And then eventually he was on the universal backlot, just hanging around in his finest suit as it happens to be. (laughs) And James Whale just happened to spot him while he was trying to cast Frankenstein. He was having such a hard time trying to figure out who should play the monster. And there was like test footage done with Bella Lugosi that has long been lost to time. And Bella Lugosi turned it down because it's like, ah, the, the monster. the monster doesn't have any lines. I am sure. I am a star in Hung in Hungary 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 okay. <laughs> Hungary and uh, I'm a star. I, say, I think he, that's how he said it. <laughs> <laughs> His English was rather <laughs> broken, but anyway, um, he turned down the part, and so James Whale was like oh, that guy, and uh, <laughs> asked uh, uh, Boris Karloff to. Uh, to audition, which he said, yes, please, I need sure. the money. And job. Job. <laughs> Income. <laughs> and so he, he worked uh, heavily with Jack Pierce uh, to design the makeup, and um, there's so much about the look of the monster that is you know, part of that collaboration, you know, there's the, the heavy, heavy boots. They're mm-hmm. like asphalt layer boots that have just thick, thick Ugh. soles. They looked they, awful. They, they weighed 13 pounds a piece. Uh, the rest of the costume weighed like 60 pounds because he had like this back brace on and uh, all this padding to like bulk him out. And the, the makeup took four hours to apply. Oof. And furthermore, this is the kind of the genius thing. Um, Boris Karloff had a bridge on one side of his face, you know, mm-hmm. his teeth had a bridge and he, <coughs> for playing the monster, he'd take it out. So he had this big sunken that area of his that, face. I did notice that. Yeah. When you see other people try to pull off the Frankenstein look, it never looks quite right because mm-hmm. they don't have that caved in face right. that 
Boris Karloff. If just you're not willing to take had. out some tea to play right, Frankenstein, right. then you're not really. Why committed. are you even doing it? Yeah, I don't even yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah. Cause don't it, bother. God, was it, go big or go home. Glenn Strange, <laughs> who picked up the Frankenstein part later in the '40s, and it's like, oh, that's not quite right. But anyway, um, as I said, he was a he was a kind and and very very eloquent gentleman, and he was kind of upset that he got cast for Frankenstein while wearing his finest suit. He was like, I thought I looked quite handsome, <laughs> and <laughs> oh, oh. but uh, apparently he went through women. Like crazy because he he went through like eight wives and um, seven or eight they can't quite Way to go Boris yeah. I, guess. <laughs> I guess we can't feel too bad for him <laughs> um, he but uh, yeah he he did like eight films with Bella Lugosi eventually because they they mm-hmm. kind of were their careers were closely tied sure. together just the because the monster of, guys yeah right? they're the monster I mean, guys and you need a monster yeah. you call one of them yeah and unlike Lugosi Boris was like it's a living yeah <laughs> and he, he kind of <laughs> kind of just stuck with it and so uh yeah he was he he pretty much started in the genre until into the 60s and then he passed away from emphysema in 1969 and, and yeah. he had a great voice oh he his of course voice here in this movie no. oh. the, the place that many people will will have heard it is in the how the grinch stole christmas yes. special <laughs> yeah because it's narrated the by cartoon boris. The, the cartoon the, the original chuck was jones narrated, cartoon yeah. <laughs> the original was narrated by boris Karloff, and yeah. then it was dubbed by uh wasn't it walter Matthau? yeah uh, and then, then at some point, Walter Matthau was a fine actor. I don't want to really disparage Walter Matthau too much, but at some point, it was realized that the original Bar- Boris Karloff narration was so much better. Yeah, I was going to say Walter Matthau is a fine actor, but the best thing about him is not his voice. No, right. <laughs> right. Let's just so, leave it at that. If you yes. if you watch it now, it's the original Karloff yeah. narration. They they now I got to watch it again. Every time they show it at Christmas, they. They do the original Karloff narration. You just listen. You're like, oh, he's got such a delightful voice. Mm-hmm. And this was made near the end of his life. It's yeah. made in the 1960s. Yeah, it was like, like 1967, mm-hmm. something so like that. right yeah. near the end of his life. But still, he just, you're like, dang, dang. Yeah. No <laughs> wonder he was successful with the ladies. <laughs> the man had a melodious voice. Yeah. Why, hello there. And even, you know, if, I, even if in this movie all he said was, mm. <laughs> Well, it worked in Young Frankenstein. Sexy, the sexy. uh. (laughs) Well, good doctor, what did you inherit from the monster? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) 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 So that's why it was popular. Anyway. (laughs) 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 Um, So we're getting we're getting close to the need for final thoughts. So Melissa, it sounds like you said there were some other. there's uh, a few deaths that we oh, need to cover well, and, uh, and I believe we ta- details. I believe we talked about Dwight Fry a little bit in our Dracula episode because he oh. was also the the henchman in yes. uh, in Dracula. Uh, Dwight Fry was well played Renfield in Dracula. <laughs> and he's he's also in uh, Bride of Frankenstein as a completely different character, but he was this um, very early character actor who didn't live very long uh he was he died of being a christian scientist unfortunately uh, uh but um uh, he he was um working nights as a draftsman at lockheed while working days at at universal just mm-hmm. trying to make ends meet and then eventually um 
he he had like congenital heart problems and then eventually he just dropped dead on a bus sitting next to his son. Um, And it was just like a few days after he'd been cast as the leading role in Wilson, which is this biopic about Woodrow Wilson. And he was apparently, uh, you know, when dressed up, he could. Sure. Looked just so like his, Woodrow his Wilson. Big, his big it was break. his big break. He had just been cast, and boom, just riding high, and then in front of his child. Yeah, oh. in front of his kid. You should have cast the kid as but, Woodrow Wilson to make up for it. But he has been uh, immortalized. I don't feel like that would have worked quite mm, as well. No, probably not. Maybe not. But he was immortalized by Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper wrote a song about him. Thanks, okay. Alice Cooper. The Ballad of Dwight Fry. Sorry. I... <laughs> what the hell? That was the what thanks was Easter Bunny box. <laughs> you got it. Thank you very much. Cadbury egg. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. There we go. It was an okay. iconic ad. Uh, okay. So <laughs> I'm with you, Tim. I don't know if that's good for me or not, but uh, I'm yeah. with you, Tim. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate that you recognize what I was going for there. <laughs> Oh, dear. Brock, Brock. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> all right. What so, else you got, Melissa? All right. So, Colin Clive, we've, who played Hair Doctor, whose mm-hmm. um, co star had a crush on him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, because, because he was hot, apparently. Um, he only has like 18 movies in IMDb because Sounds he. like his director had a crush on him, too, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, it, it, yeah. it could be. It could be. Um,. Oh, oh, by the way, uh, Boris Karloff had lifelong problems with his back because he uh, carried Colin Clive up that hill to the to windmill a bazillion times. Instead of a dummy. Instead of a dummy. Just hauling Colin Clive up the hill Sounds like all jo- the time. James Whale made him do that. Was he such a great guy? After all, I don't know. No. Jam- James Whale, spiteful motherfucker. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Good to know. Colin, Colin Clive, um, he was a descendant of Baron Robert Clive, who was basically the father of colonialism in India. Uh, you know, speaking so of salt. and bads. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Speaking of custom salt and opium. Um, <laughs> he, he knew, like I said, he knew James Whale from working on the stage with him. Um, he, he actually took over for Laurence Olivier uh, in Journey's End on the stage. He was well regarded on the stage. But, you know, he suffered from tuberculosis Aww. and alcoholism. And he had heart problems, and he had pneumonia, (laughs) and uh, he died at age thirty-seven. Oh, wow! Yeah, Yeah. so sad. His his wife Jean de Casales, who was also an actress, uh, sent flowers to the funeral. She didn't show up. (laughs) She didn't go to her husband's funeral. Go to her husband's funeral. Apparently, were they not in a happy marriage? I don't think they were. Yeah, that can not be fun to be married. But she sent flowers. Oh, good. Maybe she was grieving and she just couldn't handle going to the funeral. Maybe. Well, or she, maybe she didn't have a very good marriage and didn't want to be there. I th- I think that was probably the case. Well, but uh, she sent flowers. <laughs> you know. Um, apparently sent there were flowers to Boris Karloff's funeral too. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I think there were only like four people at his funeral. I. I if Colin I remember. Colin Clive's yeah. or Boris Karloff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in 1966, his wife wrote a biography called Things I Don't Remember, <laughs> and, he, and, and he was not even mentioned in it, so cold. Oh. Well, but she probably remembered him. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, but I'm not. 
Sure. Anyway, <laughs> I, I feel Not like sure this what is. What she was going for with that? I feel like this is a, a book I might need to track down and read. <laughs> I wouldn't tell you anything about Colin Clive, though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I kind of want to know more about a woman who writes a book called Things I Don't Remember <laughs> and doesn't include her husband. And doesn't include her husband. <laughs> her first husband. We don't know if, if yeah, she if had there more. were subsequent husbands. I don't yeah, know. yeah. So she also didn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so, May Clark, I'll, I'll mention the the thankless woman in this movie. Yeah, um, yeah, she she has a good scream. She has a good scream. That was all that was required. She's a in good the day. scream queen. <laughs> she was a burlesque dancer. Um, she she was acting. She started acting after being on stage as a cabaret act and, and burlesque dancer. And during those years, she met a woman named Ruby Stevens, who later became Barbara Stanwyck. Oh. So they were on a parallel path and apparently were lifelong friends. Um, she was in a bunch of pre-code films. This and was a pre-code film. This was a pre-code yeah. film. But uh, she may actually be best known... Not for this, but for a movie called Public Enemy, where uh, James Cagney shoves a grapefruit in her face. Oh, she's grapefruit lady. She is grapefruit lady. Well, in now we need a thankless role. We need. We need to. It's a very famous <laughs> scene, though. Anyway, yes, thankless. Uh, we need to watch that at some point. Yes. <laughs> But in 1934, she had a nervous breakdown. She was in a car accident, and her career didn't really survive very well after that. She kept working and acting even in, until the 1970s, but she was never big because once the pre- she had once a guest stint on Columbo, yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. she was, that's she how you know you're a washed up actor. You know. She she had a 70s. she had a bit part in Thoroughly Modern Millie, you know that sort of mm. stuff. But, um. Yeah, you know, coming from burlesque background, uh, mm-hmm. once code happened in Hollywood, she was kind of on the outs once after that. What happened? The the Hollywood We've talked about it before. Oh, yeah, the Hollywood really motion quick. picture code. Yeah. Hayes code. Hayes code. Yeah. Okay. The Hayes yeah. code. Okay. So you she, should know you were in thing I, I wrong about the I, Hayes yes, code. Yes, yeah. I yeah. know. I'm familiar with it now because yeah. actually, you know me. I get curious about these things, and then I go home and look up more. I think you should. <laughs> Yay! Curiosity. It's what I do. It's what yeah. I do. But uh, she was alive until 1992, and after she stopped working in movies, she just decided to uh, spend the rest of her life painting like Paul Clay. And uh, Okay. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Follow yeah. your bliss. And she did not have a tragic death. She did, she did not. not. She did not. She had a long, long life. And then there's Lionel Belmore, who played the Burgermeister. Burgermeister, Meister Burger. Who, who, who was in approximately a bazillion movies as Butlers and innkeeps. <laughs> you find your niche, you ride that way. Oh, he 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 worked that Talk one hard. <laughs> yeah, I think he has like 180 credits on IMDb, mostly as butlers and innkeepers sure. and burgermeisters. Always and, working. Yeah, yep. yeah, a solid, solid little character actor. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's an enviable career to have, really. It is. Really? Yeah. It is. I'm sure it paid paid the rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he seemed to be happy about it. Well, you know, I would a... take a career like that. Are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> In a heartbeat, I bottle sir. <laughs> so yeah, professionally. Uh... <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm trying to think what. Oh, uh, this may be the first movie to use the castle thunder sound effect. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that that sound that you've double, heard double it. Thunder? Yeah. 
Wow. You, Interestingly you both enough, do it yeah. so well. it's used in Young Frankenstein. It <laughs> is. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> <Ta-da>. uh, <laughs> okay, so I think we need to get to final thoughts. Yes. Uh, I want, th- This isn't a final thought, but I'm going to say we are going to get to Bride of Frankenstein, but uh, Allison's not available the next time we record. So we want to bring Allison back for Bride Apparently of Frankenstein. Apparently I'm the Frankenstein go-to. You're the Frankenstein yeah. go-to. Yeah. <laughs> I'll ride that wave. Enjoy that. <laughs> Rock it. Enjoy that. It's good for Yeah. So uh, anyway, final thought. Allison, what's your final thought about Frankenstein? I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was well done for the time. I, I thought it was a bit more comedic watching it in this day and age than mm-hmm. it was intended to be. But it mm-hmm. was, you know, I mean, obviously it had those moments. But I did enjoy it. And I did feel a tremendous amount of sympathy for the monster, um, as as one should in this situation, mm-hmm. because yeah. he's you know brought back and then treated horribly, and then people are surprised when he's upset. So um, I liked it. There you go. Yeah. Hey, Melissa, what's your final thought? Uh, Boris Karloff had a next door neighbor named Christopher Lee for a long, long time, and yes, it was that Christopher Lee. So can you <laughs> imagine living in that neighborhood where Boris Karloff and Christopher Lee were next door neighbors? <laughs> No. <laughs> but wouldn't it be awesome? <laughs> I mean, because they probably didn't know. The people living in that neighborhood didn't know. But they would have, they could have conversations in their wonderful deep voices. They could. could you imagine? <laughs> what the are conversations they both? over the backyard fence. Yes, I, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> you know, this white which picket one, fence. Which one the... of them is Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> um, probably Boris Karloff because he's one shorter. One guy's out there uh. with his rake. Another guy's out there walking the dog. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're having a conversation over the fence in their wonderful deep voices. If if I remember right, <laughs> Boris Karloff did breed dogs. Uh, okay, uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, now now uh-huh. we know which one was yeah. walking the dog. Yeah. Now we know. Okay. <laughs> so uh, anyway, my final thought is uh, it, it hasn't been mentioned up to this point, but I'm amused by the fact that uh, this is a pre-code film, and several of the scenes that were in the movie that we saw oh, yes, yes. were restored scenes. They were removed mm-hmm. from the film. Yes. Uh, like the scene where the monster throws the little girl into the water was cut out of the film. When the Hayes Code came into yeah. effect, because they they didn't want you to know that the monster, they wanted there to be some ambiguity, yeah, over whether or not the monster threw the little girl into the water. There also the the Fritz's death was happened off screen. Mm-hmm. A few other things were removed. Another thing that wasn't part of the Hayes Code thing, but originally were they were going to kill mm-hmm. Frankenstein, yeah. Uh, and uh, if you watch the film, I mean, when he gets thrown off the windmill, mm-hmm. you're kind of like. Yeah, yeah, he didn't yeah. make it. Yeah. That's <laughs> um, what I thought. That's what you think. But no, there's that scene where he's in the room, but you notice that Frankenstein is completely obscured. And the reason for that is that uh, Clive Owen was already back in England. <laughs> Not Clive Owen. Sorry. Colin Clive. Colin Clive. It was a Clive name. It would be Whatever. very, very young Clive Owen. <laughs> Colin Clive was already back in England and could not make it back to oh, film that yeah. scene. So they had a a stand-in out of focus in the background for Frankenstein in that one scene so that he was left alive. Also cut out uh, on the re-release post-Hayes Code was the the line, uh, I know how God feels, that... Yeah, Yeah, because that was blasphemous. And and for a long time, that, that... that bit of audio was completely missing. And so they finally found a... I can't remember. It, it's 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 like a giant record of yeah, Vic, Victoria phone or something like that uh, recording of like the original recording of the audio. Oh, because it's Frankenstein. Then, maybe it was a Victor phone. Ah. Victor phone. Ah. 
it's Henry in this movie. It's Henry. Yeah, I know. But it that is. doesn't so sound weird. Right. It no, it doesn't. Right. it doesn't. It doesn't. They felt not... Victor sounded too harsh. Well, yeah. yes, clearly. But, I mean, that, that's yeah. kind of the point. Anyway, um, so that's that's what we've got. Now, the next movie we are going to watch follows Boris Karloff in an interesting way. Yes. We'll get into that uh, when we talk about the movie. We are going to be watching Arsenic and Old Lace. And then we will return to Frankenstein, hopefully. The Frankenstein. Pride of Frankenstein. So thank you, Allison, for being yes. here with us. Thank, thank you. Watching this movie. And uh, we will catch you next time with Arsenic and Old Lace. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. Dee, dee, 